we see that GBS value proposition is shifting from uh, the traditional model of shared services is about, all about outsourcing and offshoring and effectively getting labor arbitrage from low cost locations. That is the strategy of the past. We see that GBS organizations are shifting their value proposition to customer experience, creating business partnering capabilities, developing talent beyond the transactional factory-based type activities that, that companies used to do and expanding their service portfolio beyond those transactional tasks up the value chain. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Each episode shares our latest research, benchmarks, and best practices on world-class performance. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. I'm Penny Weller, North American GBS Program Leader, your host for today's webcast. And my guest is Martine Geerling, Managing Director, Advisory Practice Leader, Europe at the Hackett Group. I'll be guiding today's discussion and providing context to you as needed. As always, a full transcript of this episode can be found at podcast.thehackettgroup.com. So welcome, everyone, and I am excited to be here today. Today's session will highlight our key findings from our 2021 GBS Key Issue Study. As many of you may know, this is recurring research with executive management and leaders of GBS organizations within a global set of midsize and large enterprises, where we ask them about their strategic priorities and initiatives for the coming year. And we capture that content from their enterprise priorities and provide those sessions and information back to you. So we're excited to share those with you today. Martine, welcome, and thank you for being part of today's podcast. Thanks, Penny. Great to be here today with you. Thanks. Firstly, what are some of those key findings from the study for 2021? Yeah, thanks, Penny. So clearly what sets us up for the key issue study in 2021 is the COVID pandemic in 2020. So we've asked our clients, first of all, about when they expect normal business circumstances to return or some sort of normalcy to happen. And we found that 41% of our respondents expect conditions to stabilize by the second half of 2021, and 36% believe it will take longer. So now with vaccines being rolled out across the globe, when we conducted the study, that was around the fourth quarter of last year. So I think those those expectations are valid. And that means that we'll see a, a year and two halves. So we'll have companies responding to the pandemic and maintain the kind of work from home GBS operations that we've had in 2020. We'll keep having that for the first half year and then a return to normalcy in the second half. So the thing which was a main contributor to, to GBS organizations weathering the storm in 2020 was the shift to virtual work. Now, truth be told, many GBS organizations didn't have that in their business continuity plans, but it proved to be the solution, not just for organizations in general, but for GBS organizations also. And there's now a dramatic shift in before the crisis, we found that 4% of GNA staff worked primarily from home and 13% at hybrid arrangements, so, so part work from home, part in the office. Post-crisis, GBS organizations are expected to increase those kind of policies to about 25 to 33% respectively. So that's, that's going to be a big change. 
More in general, we, we track key trends each year and we ask our clients to prioritize those based on their own transformation plans. And one of the trends which we see continuing and, and accelerating in 2021 is digital transformation. So digitization of business services, and you can think of that in two ways, both narrowly defined as, as, as transforming everything that's paper-based in your business process into digital, as well as adopting digital technologies that transform business models, but also transform the way that GBS organizations work. That's top of the list. Related to that, we see that GBS value proposition is shifting from the traditional model of shared services is all about outsourcing and offshoring and effectively getting labor arbitrage from low cost locations. That is the strategy of the past. We see that GBS organizations are shifting their value proposition to customer experience, creating business partnering capabilities, developing talent beyond the transactional factory-based type activities that that companies uh, used to do and expanding their service portfolio beyond those transactional tasks up the value chain and also beyond the traditional functions as finance, HR, procurement, and IT. And I know we've been saying this for a long time, but the pandemic is really proving that a lot of activities that companies used to do in their business operations are now proven to be possible in the GBS environment as well. Finally, we see that performance improvement is high up on the agenda as well. Now, it's interesting to see, of course, that in this business environment where some industries are, are suffering more than others, cost efficiency is not the highest on, on, on the agenda because actually the impact differs quite a bit between industries. So I've seen in the past few years, some of my clients in industries, the examples would be hospitality and, and, and oil and gas, for example, they have rapidly made changes to the cost line of, of the organization. But for other industries, the impact of the pandemic has been less severe and they, after a initial crisis response, which played out primarily in the second quarter and, and early third quarter, have resumed, except for this part where, where they work from home, a much more uh, normal way of working. So the extreme uncertainty that, that business faced in 2020 will continue into 2021, but the expectation is that it will be a year of two halves. So costs will be a forefront, but, it, but again, it depends a bit by, by industry. Uh, but the trends around the digital transformation and the shift in the GBS value proposition beyond labor arbitrage are expected to accelerate because as many crises often, often do, they push these kind of trends further and faster than they've done in the past. Thanks, Martijn. You touched a little bit on COVID-19 and, and no conversation would be complete without it. Really, how did we do as a GBS organization? Did it help our brand? Did we live up to the expectation? Did we get more work or is this really been kind of negative for GBS? No, it's, it's, it's a good one. So many organizations, so, so there are always exceptions, of, of, of course, but what we've seen with our clients is that the large majority have been able to cope with the pandemic rather well. Now, like I said, touched on just earlier, even though a lot of GBS organizations have business continuity plans that address a large number uh, of risks, the pandemic response wasn't always up to scratch. So so in that sense, the, the move to work from home was the solution that a lot of organizations defaulted to. And they managed to do that often with, with some improvisation. But in general, the, the response of organizations has been that without a GBS model in place, they wouldn't have been able to do such a shift because if business operations in finance, HR, procurement, IT would have been decentralized, it would have been much more difficult to organize such a response. 
So, so that's clearly to the credit of GBS organizations by centralizing, standardizing processes, putting them in global business centers across the world and being able to, from there, organize a coordinated response uh, and enabling people to, to work from home, even if that was with some improvisation, was a much better response than companies would have had if they would have been decentralized. And yes, there have, of course, been, you know, the initial teething problems with getting people to work from home, getting their technology sorted out. And that applied to both captive organizations as well as outsourced organizations. Both had to to make those arrangements and, and adapt. But in general, they've been able to do that. Also, one of the things that came out is that the, again, the majority of GBS organizations found that they were able to meet their original service levels to the most extent. And in some cases, even exceeded this. So I've spoken to, to many organizations on this, and one of the recurring themes and responses that I had from, from our clients was that the period and close often was done faster and with less problems and less errors than in a normal business environment. So that's, that's been a recurring theme. Yeah, and I, I would add to that the same. I echo that. GBS, I think, came out looking really good, if not better than most, growing, and your reward for good work is to get more of it. Now, Martin, you've been engaged with some of the kind of the advanced and the the most uh, forward-looking organizations in the world, and we've identified those top priorities coming into 2021 as digital. All things digital, digital transformation, building your roadmap, moving forward, and how do you really get past some of the key things that hold you back? Have you gotten any breakthrough ideas, maybe some specific case examples of how the world-class or top performers have been able to overcome kind of that pushback or obstacles from the individual functions to be successful? Yes, I do. And I think what what sets apart the the GBS organizations that that are more advanced than others in this, uh, this space is that they focus on innovation through technology enablement. And what they don't do, and this, this is the difficulty, is to, to not get carried away with the shiny new tools on offer. So we, we've seen in the past few years that a lot of technologies are coming onto the market, but it's not always so clear what the use case is. One example that uh, many GBS organizations, and, and you and I have worked with a lot of clients as well around this topic, is, is the adoption of robotic process automation, RPA. Many technologies go through the uh, the hype cycle of, of high expectations, followed by adoption, and in some cases, the trough that you have to go through of, you know, not quite in, quite meeting those those expectations. What the most advanced organizations have been doing well is to not look at the technology as the thing, but as the technology to enable certain use cases in the organization, and knowing that when they adopt technology, they have to reconfigure the service delivery model around it. And so that means in RPA, therefore, is a good example because many organizations have gone through that and are still going through that. Once you adopt the technology such as that, you also have to figure out how to adapt the organization around it. So people that are working with those robots end up in a situation where the org chart changes, where you have both people that are operators as well as people that are looking after the bots who are executing on processes. One example of a company that has done that well, and they uh, they presented at one of our conferences a few years ago, is uh, HP, um, who built RPA at scale as one of the earlier adopters and reconfigured the organization and the business roles um, around the the new organization and, and made the people organization work with the technology org- organization. I think that that's one example of of doing that rather well. A second example, and this is also, an, an, I take one example to to illustrate the trend is. 
digital is not about the technology. It's about creating better business outcomes and in particular, better customer experiences. So the focus on outcomes, driving higher levels of efficiency, more effectiveness and better customer experience. That's the outcome of the of, of a digital transformation journey. And again, you need to reconfigure around that. One thing that we've seen a lot of companies do in this space to in a GBS environment, create a better customer experience is to create a one-stop contact center model at the front end of the GBS organization, because that's where the interaction happens for employees. If you think about HR and, and, and payroll, for example, end users, if you talk from an IT perspective, suppliers, as you talk from a, a procurement perspective. But one of the typical value-creating roles that the GBS can play is to to bring all those things together in a single customer-focused front-end. And one example of that is is one of our clients that has has brought that to life as the key driver for their GBS organization, not so much when they created their GBS four or five years ago by focusing on labor arbitrage and setting up uh, centers in low-cost geographies. They did that as well. Um, But the strategy which they led with towards the business was to focus on that one-stop front-end. A third one, and again, that that relates to this, is to to think about innovation as a process that goes from ideation to implementation and not as something that happens by accident or it's a bright spark that, that happens somewhere in the organization. So innovation isn't invention. It's a deliberate process of identifying technologies that are out there leading the industry. So, so knowing that some of your initiatives are going to fail because innovation is not adoption of established best practices. But knowing that when you do that, out of the 10 things, maybe uh, seven will fail. But the ones that go through have a 10 times value creation for the organization, therefore easily pay back the investment that, uh, that you've made. Another thing, again, going back then to the technologies itself, is that it's typically not about adopting one technology in and of itself. The GBS organizations that are most advanced and master this are able to combine multiple technologies into a better business outcome. So one example would be a pharmaceutical company that we uh, that we work with, which combines chatbots, natural language processing, and business intelligence tools uh, to allow their business users to query business reporting and data much more easily than in the past when that work was done by business analysts and sent off via email and spreadsheet to business uh, customers. I've given a lot of examples here, and some of those that I have in mind are some of my European clients. Penny, question back to you. Does that resonate? Do you see differences to to what I just said with uh, companies in North America? Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. I love the ideation. I've seen a lot of companies go back to the grassroots. They love the technology, but they also realize that to do it well, they need to understand their customers. So developing their personas, journey maps to understand the pain points, knowing that their customers want user-friendly language in, in how they access and use the GBS organization, And then even failing fast, as you said, they want to do more pilots and try out some things. And the external market and our day-to-day way that we work and operate as consumers of regular products, if you will, and services is help driving that change. So definitely uh, spot on for all of the customers that I work with in North America. Okay, Martine, just one more quick question. When you think of their ability for GBS to evolve, and as we transform from GBS to digital business services, 
what are your recommendations? Are there any kind of top three that you might act on on 2021? Yeah, I, th- I think if I summarize what we just just talked about there, there's some, let me boil it down to into indeed top three recommendations for GBS to act on in 2021. So one is the adoption of, of virtual work, not as something as a crisis response, which we've done in the past year, but then uh, embedding it into the way GBS organizations work. So there, there's an expectation that we're going to go to GBS organization that has a employee base that can work from from anywhere. That doesn't mean that we're all going to work from home 24-5 or 7, as, as we've done in the past year. It will be a, a combination considering both the need for transactional work, which actually can be done from a work-from-home situation, with the need of bringing people into the office to actually do collaborative work, to have social events and maintain the culture and the collaboration that is vital to evolve your, your GBS organizations and, and organizations more broadly. So I think that will be a key theme for, for GBS organizations. One of the things that uh, I see now also emerging with our clients and something to encourage others to do as well is to think now of the ability to attract skilled talent. So we've seen in the past few years that attracting digital skills is a problem for, for organizations. Now, if you have a work from home together with, with a, an office-based environment, you can cast the net effectively wider beyond the, the GBS center location where people work currently and draw people from a larger geographical area into the orbit of a, a GBS center. And so that allows people to combine the flexible working from home with work in the office situation and address some of the skill gaps that are out there. Secondly, and this, this, has, uh, this is something that resonates with uh, previous crises, is that you shouldn't let a good crisis go to waste and use it for your GBS organization to show the, uh, the, the core p- capabilities and use that to the advantage of the organization overall. One of the fundamental things that GBS organizations always have been good at is to bring new services into GBS organizations and, and migrate more activities into GBS. There's obviously a, a pure cost driver to that, and GBS organizations should capitalize on that. One of the things, again, that we've learned in the past year is that uh, a lot of work that uh, previously was thought couldn't be done outside of the office and down the corridor can be done from far, far, far away. So as one of my clients said, basically anything that is not manufacturing or sales activities that require interaction with clients is all of a sudden eligible to be moved into GBS organization. So GBS now can bring more activities or plan to bring more activities into GBS and challenge the, the received wisdom that uh, a lot of activities can't be done from GBS because that's one thing the crisis has told us that it can be done. And then the broader theme that we've talked about, digital transformation. So there's a fundamental shift underway from labor to technology. And so that technology adoption and some of the hints I gave about how the more digitally capable organizations are doing it, that needs to move from the early adopter into the mainstream phase. It doesn't mean that labor arbitrage and moving activities to offshore center goes away, but it's a strategy of of the past decade. The strategy of the future decade is around digital transformation. Well, those are some excellent observations and recommendations. So thank you, Martijn, for joining me today. Thank you, Penny. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you thought of this episode. You can write us an email at podcast at And if you like this episode, please share it. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackitgroup.com. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. 
The Hackett Group is the global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackettgroup.com.